Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This is Matthew 22, 36 to 39. And it is exactly what each and every one of us encounter on a day-to-day basis, whether it is the server at your local Tim Hortons or the guy who's pumping gas in your car, or if it's the clerk selling you tickets at the bus station, wherever it is, or if the next door neighbor who's cooking food and it's smelling up in the hallways, or it may be that person at 7 a.m. that faithfully walks their dog. The commandment is simple. Love your neighbor. This is today's episode. My name is Lou Micah. My name is Mateo. My name is Adrian. And this is The Bridge Podcast. Run it. Welcome, 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 welcome to everybody here, every neighbor that is here with us again today, tonight, whatever time you're tuning in to the Bridge Podcast, we are so grateful and honored that you have decided to come on board and be with us for another episode of the Bridge Podcast. Again, my name is Lou Micah, one of the co-hosts, and we're so privileged to be here with you guys today. And if you noticed, one of our co-hosts, our regulars, Brother Josel, is not available um, today. And so we did a bit of a switcheroo with one of our uh, team members that works in the background that you haven't seen on camera. We're so privileged to have him on board, our dear friend and brother, Adrian Miranda. Give him a shout. Woot, woot, woot. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Bro, we're so happy you're here with us today to discuss this topic of loving your neighbor. But before we jump into the topic, I just want to shout out to everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week, listening to the content and sharing it on your multiple podcast platforms, whether it's it's on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or any of the other podcasts available out there or on Facebook Live. We love and appreciate you for your support. This is the bridge between life and ministry. Practical application of the word of God in a day-to-day setting, demonstrating that even if you are a minister, you are still a human being with the purpose to serve. And that is our goal today, to bridge that gap and to help people, young people, everyone alike. And today's topic is very simple. But it's one that we have the easiest time forgetting or because we get so busy in life, we often forget and neglect that second commandment, which is to love your neighbor. And just to break this down, we want to dissect this topic a little bit. And I'll kind of throw this 
question off to Mateo first. Uh, as a Christian that is called to love everyone, how can you love your enemies? And I want to throw that first to Mateo because that seems to be the toughest type of loving your neighbor out there. So I, I, I want to go ahead, bro. Tell us a little bit about that. All right. Well, that's like, I have a really heavy question to answer. Personally, I think that I see some people that have such a, a kind and gentle heart that they seem to love absolutely everybody. And in a way, I'm envious of how they can easily love someone. And I'm pretty sure that everybody thinks that of somebody else. And probably some people look at me and they're like, oh my God, how does Mateo do it? And and nothing special, I think. Um, it's just, sometimes you just have to choose the, uh, the steepest and the hardest trail to walk on. And that it's a humble heart. And I don't That's have good. it all together. I don't... If I if I knew how to love every person that I don't for, let me begin with this I don't I don't I don't think I have any enemies if there's anybody out there that's listening to you <laughs> think that you're my enemy I'm sorry but you're not I go to bed every night and I have a good night's sleep thinking that I don't have any enemies do I have people that I have confrontations with yes like anybody else like any other human being um, but I try my best not to have an enemy somebody that I just constantly uh, fight with. It's just misunderstandings, misunderstandings. But I tell you this, over your life, and I know I have a pretty short life as of now, but over my life, I've run with people that were just not compatible. Like we just don't get along. And that's just normal. And what I have to understand is what can they do? to help me be better today? And how can I help them be better today? And when you take that perspective into account, I think it's easier to love somebody. Now, let's add to the equation, you have to love your enemies, not just not just like bear with them, you have to love them. Mm. And I remember my pastor used to always say to me, it is impossible to hate someone that you're having a meal with. And that's so true. And so, wow. I mean, if you have an enemy, if you have someone you hate, I'm going to challenge you. Take him out for lunch. <laughs> Let's go. Take him out for lunch because I guarantee you after that lunch is over, you won't have, you won't have an enemy. That's so you won't good. Have an enemy. And you don't have to make it fancy. You, don't, you can just take him out to McDonald's and share a Big Mac or a junior chicken. And I guarantee you it, it's impossible to get to that junior chicken that I can finish in two bites and you will be, you, you'll have a friend, you'll have a, a good friend. And another thing it's like, if you can't afford to take them out for dinner, invite them out on a walk, go on a walk. When you go on a walk, no one's going to be in their phone. Maybe even in front like for a second, but you get talking, you get, you get, you get, you get your conversation going. Maybe you even explain what frustrates you about that friendship or that animosity and next thing you know, um, you'll be friends. Because here's the reality of it. It doesn't matter who. You have more in common than you don't. 
You have so many commonalities that we choose to ignore and we highlight that thing that makes us different. But if you were for differences, Lumaika won't, can be my friend. Lumaika and I are like complete opposites, complete <laughs> opposites, like Agreed. black and white. Yet he's not my enemy. He builds my friendship. I built him. He builds me. Adrian and I, maybe we have some more commonalities, but we still have different things. Giselle, same thing. And even the person that I choose to marry with and that the wedding's coming up pretty soon, we have so many things that are completely different. Mm. Yet we're choosing to spend our lives together. And just yesterday, I was speaking to an elderly lady and she was telling me that she's about to be uh, about to hit her 52nd year anniversary. So 52 years living with the person. Wow. And I asked her uh, if she regretted marrying that person. And she said, we fight like cat and dog, but I love, I love him and I will choose him every single day. Wow. So amazing. That, that, that to say, you don't have to get along a hundred percent with someone. You don't have to like the same things. Uh, to be to be your neighbor it just has to be a human being and as long as they're breathing as long as you're breathing you can always find a way to connect to be friends to edify and to love each other Mateo that was extremely thorough and I appreciate all the, the points you you've touched on uh stretching from the just the basic of loving your neighbor and then going beyond that to love your enemy it's yeah. It's truly a sacrifice in itself. And I want to kind of throw that same question to, to Adrian. Now, um, how would you, how would you, you know, encourage somebody to love their enemies? Uh, I know you, I know Mateo um, touched on that, but what would you also add to that? Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of similarities, especially to Mateo's um, uh, examples and uh, experiences that he's had. Um, I grew up in a very forgiving household, and uh, of course, not all families are perfect. And uh, each each side have each side of the family have very um, you know similar uh, disadvantages, uh, personalities, etc. You know, there's some misunderstandings and whatnot. And what my mom always says is that when we get into a conflict the problem must be solved right away. Mm. That's the problem with a lot of people is that they don't want to solve problems right away. If you prolong problems, the problem will be much worse than it has ever happened. Right. Mm. So I grew up with that. And have I perfected it? Of course not. I've, uh, I'm human, like uh, I get angry, I, I hold bitterness and grudges, etc. But I've, I've grew up in that type of household. And uh, as Christians, we are, yes, we are called to love people. Right. Throughout our entire lives, we are called to love God. And we can easily love people once we love God first. That's good. So it's, it, is, it is a difficult thing to do because... First of all, we're, we're flesh, we're human, we're, right. we, we get, uh, I'm a short tempered person. So I get pretty mad easily when I get here, when it's not, when I have an off day, hmm. when I really have an off day, but, uh, and sometimes my short temperedness actually 
cause problems to other people and they overthink that I'm mad against them, but really it's just like an off day. And uh, usually it's, uh, it's a difficult task to do to love someone, uh, love, your, uh, love anyone really, if uh, you know, it's impossible to like solve every problem that you've already caused, you know, like uh, without knowing. And what I love about people, too, is that whenever I make a problem, they come up to me right away saying, hey, you did this to me, and uh, I just wanted to say this. Usually, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm very thoughtful. I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm sure I didn't mean it, or if I meant it, I'm, I'm really sorry, etc. So, yes, as Christians, we are called to be examples of Christ, and Christ has showed so many examples throughout the entire Bible that forgiving is one of the main things to be Christ-like. Right. That's good. And, and that's, that's uh, pretty much what I can say because Matteo said a lot. So this is oh, that's amazing. No, that's, that's great. Adrian, thank you for adding up on that. And um, I think it, we, could, we could stretch right into the next tangent of, of, of that aspect of loving your enemies, um, not to over-iron it out. And I think I'll chime in first and then Adrian and then Matteo. Uh, to answer the question of how can I love a person that hurt me? This is probably one of the biggest hurdles, walls that are built as a defense mechanism by people that have been hurt. Mm-hmm. They set up walls of defense because of the pain that someone caused them. And because of the, 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 the non-desire to forgive or the non-desire to have a walk in the park, as Mateo said, or a, can we go out for a coffee or can we grab a poutine together? because of the lack to do that, because of the pride sometimes that we hold, I think at at the crux of it all, sometimes it's that pride issue. The only way we are able to address the hurt factor that someone has caused on you is to first find yourself at an altar with God. Someone's hurt you. Okay. Before you retaliate back before you allow the carnality of yourself or the human side of yourself to just jump on them and try to attack them back. Take a pause, step back, step away from the scene and take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and say, God, you know that if I were to be with my hands behind the wheel of the situation, I would want to just create a a train wreck and hurt the other individual who hurt me first. But the key component here is to pause, to stop and to pray, take a deep breath and say, God, okay, let me just evaluate this. I'm hurt. I didn't do anything in this situation. I, I didn't know that this could happen to me or this person would do this to me. And all of those thoughts just keep piling on and piling on. But you need to submit that to God. 
I believe that 100% that needs to be submitted to God in prayer and say, Lord, this is, these are the cards that I've been dealt and it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Once you give your problems to the one who knows what hurt or what someone else who has hurt them, someone who understands that the most in this whole world is God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the one who knows it because every day that we commit sin, we hurt his heart. Yet every moment we decide to come back into his presence to ask forgiveness, he will give it to you. That's right. Again and again, that's how much love he has for us. And at the end of the day, in order to forgive someone who has hurt you, You've got to submit it to God. Step one. Step two, you've got to pray for the individual that hurt you. Pray for them like you love them, like their soul is at stake. Because at the end of the day, this world is not our home and we're just passing through. We're just going and trying to strive every day to be like Jesus. And people are going to make mistakes. People are going to be human and they're going to hurt you. But before you retaliate to anyone or begin spreading this to anyone, that's probably the worst thing you can do is begin spreading your hurt and your pain to other people. You give it to the Lord. You pray for the individual. And if you feel like you're in a place that you don't know what to do, go to an account, a spiritual accountability partner, not to spread rumors. It's, it's not that it's not for that purpose. A lot of people mistake that, but it's really to say, I don't know how to deal with this situation. Can you please help me? Can you please guide my thoughts? And your pastor, your spiritual leader can help you. And if that person happens to be the person, if the person that happened to hurt you is that spiritual leader, you go to God in prayer. You bring it before the Lord and you speak directly to that person. You speak to that leader. Don't talk bad about your leader. Honor your leader. They are humans too. Pastors are humans. If they were to pinch themselves, they're humans. If they bleed red, they're humans. Although we're trying to perfect our walk with God, it's you. Not everyone is going to, not everyone is going to be as Jesus Christ was in his full perfection, but we are striving to become that every day. So be forgiving, give it to God. And that's what I would say um, in my angle of how to encourage or somebody who wants to forgive and love a hurt person. Adrian, do you want to add and chime in a little bit on that? And then Mateo? Uh, I mean, you really stepped on it because that's really that's really what we should do. Give everything to God right away. Because we all, all three of us, and I'm sure everybody has experienced this once we were hurt. We just want to, we want to complain. We want to get, we're angry or irritated or frustrated. Like why this, how this, and then as humans, we want to tell other people about your side. your side of the problem but then you just want people on your side and that's that's 
not the right way to do it. The Bible strictly says that when you have a problem with a brother, deal with them first. Right. Talk to them first. And if that doesn't work out, deal with the witnesses. <laughs> and if that doesn't work out, like you said, spiritual, re- spiritual leader. And how can you love an enemy? Really, strictly, when you're full of the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's really it. When you, have it. Full, when you have full of Jesus in your heart and in your life, and he is walking by you every single day, when you're full of God every single day, I don't think it's that difficult to love your enemy. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy. And with Jesus. the best example is Jesus. Come on now. Peter rejected him three times, and yet he still trusts him with the key to the church on the day of Pentecost. That's good. He forgave that woman who was caught in adultery. I can go on with the, with the, with the, in the gospels of Jesus of, of, of how many times he's forgiven people. And he said, sin no more. I can go on with that. But really the prime example, we should really look up to Jesus. Because he is the perfect, perfect example of how we should love our enemies. That's good. Thank you, Adrian. Mateo, do you want to chime in on that? Yes. Um, first of all, I want to say, I am sorry that someone hurt you. Because maybe that person that hurt you hasn't said it. And I just want to say on behalf of them, I'm sorry. Because I know that being hurt, it's a very, very tough place to be in. I've been hurt. And I'm sorry that someone did what they did to you. Perhaps even things that we can even wrap our minds around. And I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry that you have to live through that. I'm sorry that you have to go to bed with that in your mind. I'm sorry that you have to go through a daily basis, perhaps even go to the same church with that person or go to work with that person or be in the same house with that person. And I'm sorry that you have to do to go through all that. And if you have the opportunity and you will want to reach out, we're here for you. We're here to help you. We're here to love on you. And we're here to hear you out. And we're not going to ask you questions or make you feel guilty. We're just going to be there for you. Right. But as I said, I've been hurt myself. And I remember someone gave me a book called The Bait of Satan by uh, John Bivery. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Bivere. John Bivere. E-V-E-R-E. Yeah. And if you're hurt, I want you to go online right now. We're not sponsored by this person. Uh, so don't, we're not going to get anything from this. But if you're hurt, I want you to get this book. Because it's going to help you out so, so, so much. And I don't want to spoil the book for you. But basically, this is a tool of the enemy to get you out of his will. I know that a real person hurt you and it was a real thing. But still, the enemy feasts in these things because he wants to sow discord. He wants to plant seeds of hatred. And 
unfortunately, when you're hurt, and I've been there myself, all you can think about, it's the hurt, the pain, what happened, revenge. How can I get back to this person? And that's all that you can think about. But the Bible declares that the revenge is of the Lord's. Hmm. If you choose to just let that go and let God deal with it, you continue to live a life full of purpose. Whatever that person did to you does not define you. Right. And does not make you who you are. You still are who you God says you are. Hmm. And my Bible says that you are royal priesthood. Yes, sir. That you're a holy nation. Mm. That you are a child of God. Right. That before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. That you are the people of God. So wow. you don't have to let that define who you are. And if you choose to let go, you will be at peace with him and God will deliver you and set you free. So I don't know how you can love someone that hurt you, but I'm telling you, you should love someone that hurts you. Right. Um, you don't have to love them like you love your family. But if you choose to just care for them, love them, wish mm. them the best, and continue your life, you're just gonna live you're gonna live so free. Mm. You're gonna live so at peace. What that person is running in misery and displeased and angry because you're living such a good life, even though he or she hurt you. But if you let God heal what happened to you, you're gonna be so well. Hallelujah. Your, your soul is gonna be so well. And here's what I believe. I'm a firm believer, and I'm sorry that I'm going so so long with this, but I'm That's a firm right. believer You're that good. God can heal your body. I've seen God heal miraculously, instantly. Right. Of things that are physical. And just like he can heal someone that has cancer, just like he can deliver someone from diabetes or from pain in their body, pain in their back, in their joints, in their knees, the headaches, all sorts of illnesses. I believe he can heal your heart. Wow. And I believe he can heal your hurt. Jesus. And I'd rather see you be healed of your hurt because you're, here's what I, here's what I know. I've seen people with cancer go to church and praise God like never before. I've seen people like with no legs, people with like blind eyes and worship God. And I rejoice and I declare that they're going to be healed and I'm going to pray for them. But their illnesses for the most part are not hindering them from worship God. Mm. But a person with a bitter heart, it's so hard to lift your hands up while you're holding so tight at pain. Yes, It's so hard to just say, hallelujah, God, I trust you what your heart is hurting so much. I've seen bitterness derail people from heaven way more often than I've seen an illness, a physical illness derail someone from heaven. Yeah. Say that, bro. Say it. 
And you can go to heaven with cancer, with diabetes, with leukemia, with no sight, with no limbs, with like heart attack, uh, whatever illness, but you cannot go to heaven unless you love your enemies, mm. unless you love your neighbor. My God. And, and I'm not saying it. Lumaika <laughs> read it. What does the Bible say? What do you have to do to inherit the kingdom of God? Love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then the guy's like, who's my neighbor? And Jesus said, like, everybody. Everyone. Everyone. So if you're not loving your enemies, then we need to work on that. I need to work on that. As I mentioned before, like, there's people that just get on my nerves. And I have to ask God to help me love them. And I'm probably the guy that gets in somebody else's nerves and they have to pray to God to see how they're going to love me. AKA my mom. I'm joking. Now. <laughs> I love you, mom. Just, it's just a, it, it's just the reality of it. Right. And so my invitation is get that book, read it, please read it, read it, read it, read it. It's going to change your life and read your Bible. I agree. I, the reason why I'm saying this practical thing is because Lumaika and Adrian already touched this spiritual aspect of it, prayer, accountability, um, being in the altar. All those things are, are amazing and you should do them. But this is like a extra sidekick. Listen, listen to what God has to say and listen to this book. It's going to change your life. Amen. Wow. Praise God. Mateo, that's, that's awesome. And um, you can literally wrap it here, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, I, 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 I'm, you're right. You're absolutely right. We've, we've said much on the topic and um, you, you touched on what I want to share just maybe as we wrap up about grudges and bitterness and how can we address it? And I, uh, if I can, maybe chime in on this. And I didn't, I, I really didn't plan on saying this, um, but I really feel someone needs to hear this. Um, but I love Mateo Garcia very much. I love Adrian Miranda very much. And we have differences. We have things that are, that make us all different. And we have similarities. But sometimes there are certain days and certain actions that those differences hit a little bit harder and they hurt a little bit more. Um, and uh, I'm grateful for the Holy Ghost. I'm grateful for the power of God. And I'm grateful for the practicality of things that were declared. And um, Mateo, I'll give you the chance to say a little bit about grudges and bitterness. But if I could just share a little testimony about the goodness of God and how it is truly the Holy Ghost that heals. Um, about a couple of months ago, I um, was struggling with a lot of thoughts. I was struggling with a lot of anger um, because of unsettled things, things that I wasn't, sure about and speculations of thoughts that I created in my mind about a certain individual. And I was struggling so hard just being around them. 
I was, uh, this individual was someone that I, I could not stand to be around, quite frankly. And that I had a hard time being myself around. And I almost put up a, I, I didn't almost, but I did put up a facade. I, I, I acted like everything was okay. And I put on a shell and I made sure that I demonstrated myself with the best foot forward. But I realized at a certain point that I was not being real before the Lord. And it was eating at me. It was, it was destroying me inside. And I felt, I felt it every time I was with that individual, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I, I, I can't keep playing like everything's okay when I know there are some unspoken things that I need to declare. And this is just a couple of months ago. And so I decided that I decided to take Mateo's um, advice. And you cannot eat a dinner or have dinner with someone that you're enemies with. And so it was in a parking lot in Plaza Codenej that I had a conversation with Adrian. And Adrian probably remembers that. We sat down and we had a heart to heart. And I was holding a lot of bitterness. And I expressed that. And we literally cleared everything. Him and I had a heart to heart and cleared everything that I thought or I had assumed. And that was eating at me for months that I could have resolved, as Adrian had said, immediately. And so I'm grateful to God for you, Adrian, and I'm grateful that we had that talk because now I feel like there's no more unspoken awkwardness. It maybe, maybe it wasn't even felt on his side, but on my side, it was definitely felt, and I, I was struggling. And because we had that conversation and we cleared everything and all of my misconceptions were wrong, all of my thoughts were wrong, all after a conversation at Classico de Neige Mall where we got some poutine or we got some really good food afterward. So Mateo, your tip actually worked. And I'm here to say that, you know, and a couple of months ago, I probably would have had a hard time doing this podcast today. But I'm grateful for the Holy Ghost and the strength of God. And we made a prayer. We prayed a prayer in that car. And we thank the Lord that we had a chance to talk things through and make amends and, and make sure that we were right in the sight of God and with each other. And so if I could share that testimony to somebody, and, and this is living proof that I can, I can say I love Adrian so much and, and we're doing okay. Everything's amazing. We're, we're, we're walking, we're talking, you know, there's no animosity. There's no, 
silent thing. Healing is available when you surrender these things to Jesus. Healing is here. Healing is now. And it's here for you, whoever you are out there. And so, Mateo, I, I, I guess I'll throw you, throw Amen. the ball to you in your court. You know, it's, it's unbelievable when it comes. Let me, let me just, I always have a hard time beginning in my thoughts, but here it is. Let's divide it into two. There are people that actually go out and viciously hurt somebody. I already talked about those people and, and I apologize. I've been there. Um, and, I, and I'm sorry that you're there, but we talked about how to deal with that. But there's also a second half where nothing actually happened, but those little seeds of bitterness and grudges just were there, viciously. And, and, and I'm gonna talk about those ones now because it's ridiculous how the enemy does it. It's so subtle. It's like, yeah. it, it just begins so subtle. It begins like, oh, can't believe that person said that and then you're like oh that person how they walk oh that person how they talk oh how they dress oh you wow. saw what they posted oh and then like it, it it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows until you're like can't stand that person i hate it why do you hate it i don't know i just hate it and that's it's incredible like, that's amazing don't let that grow yeah don't let don't let that bitterness grow in you that person didn't do anything to you. And the oh, weird thing is that we, we get into those rhythms of life where we can stand somebody or the, somebody can stand us for no absolute reason. But if you actually want to make a difference for the kingdom of God, if you really want to grow in your life, you have to confront. And this is something that's, that I'm working on. Confronting is not fun no but when you confront that thing you expose the lie of the enemy big mm -hmm. time right that's it and then that's when something can happen and confronting things it isn't easy because you don't know what's going to happen you know when you confront someone what i mean by because we have this idea of confrontation like let's square up let's fight no 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 confronting it's just dealing with the issue at hand and not pretending like it doesn't exist. When you confront that issue, um, you can get something out of it. And I'm working on it because sometimes we, we can make either one of those mistakes. We can be the person that's like, no, I'm not gonna talk about it. No, I don't care. No, no, I'm going. Or you can be the person that over apologizes, that it's a pleaser. And I'm concerned for you too that the pleaser type of personality because you will let people get away with so many things because you're like i just want to have friends i just want people to like me sometimes you just have to confront things speak them out say it face them face to face and i believe that as you do that things will get easier now the bible mm -hmm. says that god gave us an easy burden and a and a, and a light burden you make it so heavy by carrying all this bitterness and grudges. Because when you carry this, you carry them in your back. And this is why you see people just like spiritually drained. Mm. Because you have so many bitterness, so much grudges, so many things that are going on. You can't stand this person. You can't eat with this person. This person hurt. This person did this wow. to me. 
that next thing you know, it's like you're carrying this load that it's unbearable. But if you it's let, heavy. if you let that, like leaving aside all weight at the altar, you let that go, and you just decide to love people for who they are. A friend of mine, and actually everybody in this in this um, podcast knows her. Um, a friend of mine, um, she. I, one time I saw her, she had a package. I was like, what's that? Like, what's that all about? Like, you look like a gift. She's like, it's a care package just for people in the church. And like every week, her and her husband decided to give a care package to different people. Not necessarily people that had conflicts with, but I thought this would be a great idea to have if you wow. were to give care packages to people <laughs> that you have animosity with. Just like maybe putting something together. Maybe you know this person likes chocolate. Maybe you buy them chocolate. Maybe you go out of your way and stop thinking about you and think, how does this person feel? Mm. Because maybe both of you are like, I'm ready to let go of this, but I don't know how to confront it. So just go in, confront it, expose it, talk wow. about it, and your light will get, and your, and your weight will get lighter and lighter. Amen. Amen. That's it. Thank you, Mateo, for that. And I, sh- I want to throw the, the question off to Adrian hmm. with dealing with bitterness and anything you can add about that, dealing with bitterness or grudges. Of course. Um, as, as everyone knows that are listening to this podcast, Brother Lamaika and I, we had our differences. And it all it takes was a, was a conversation. And it worked took. Out. And that's all it took. And... Uh, it was God's grace that it yeah. was that long to have that conversation. And honestly, it was, it was, it was much needed. And to add from what my brothers have said, I actually was watching a, because of the times uh, preaching by TF Tenney back in 1994, it's called the power of forgiveness. I watched this not too long ago and uh, I've written down a couple of things, a couple of statements that he said. And I would like to share it with you. And I highly recommend this preaching to anybody who's actually dealing with unforgiveness in their life. Literally, this entire podcast episode, I would would literally tell everyone to watch this preaching, The Power of Forgiveness, Because of the Times, 1994, by T.F. Tenney. He said, he does not care, or I a grudge, it won't get better. That stood out to me because people actually run their life through bitterness and grudge. And you actually realize that bitterness and grudge is a choice. Mm. Right. Being angry is a reaction. But bitterness is a choice. It's a deadly poison that literally eats you up. And that's where it's very dangerous because it's difficult to get out of bitterness. Very, very difficult. Mm. And it's, it's unbelievable because you actually it is, you see it in people's faces. You see it in, under conversations. You see how the way they talk. You see the way 
how they are around people, they actually stand out. And like how uh, Brother Lumaika mentioned, being uh, holding grudges and having bitterness in your heart, building walls, that's what the enemy wants for you to do. He doesn't want the church to be around you at all. He wants division. He wants division, exactly. Man. So imagine building a wall unintentionally, by the way, because for some reason you always want it your way or whatever, however you want it to turn out to be. But really, we must suck up our pride, let go of our ego, and have that conversation. It's so important because. Yes, I understand. People don't want to be used. They just want to be loved. I completely understand that. And uh, that's, that's where, this is where all go, draws back to having our altar, being on our knees, being full of the Holy Ghost, because that's what really matters the most in, in our lives, to love our neighbors. Mm. Really. While we have all these practical things, they may work, but it won't work without the Holy Ghost. Mm. You can't do it through the flesh. You can't do it carnally. Because there are some ways that the Spirit can do that we cannot do. Right. Amen. Praise God. Wow, I'm so blessed by this raw conversation. Uh, it's real. It's so real. I, I, if you're not, we're definitely feeling it right now. Uh, as we're, Bro. <laughs> as we're in this podcast, like I feel this, 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 it, it's great. It, it's such a healing just to be reminded of that. And for everyone out there, healing is here for you and it is here right now. Amen. And in fact, just before we wrap this podcast up, I want to pray a prayer. If that's okay with, with you, actually, I'm going to invite brother Mateo just to say that prayer for us to wrap us up. Go ahead, brother. Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you because you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and you wouldn't place something in our lives that is higher than us. And right now, God, I pray for every listener, every person that's tuning into our live or listening to our podcast. And I pray that if there's any bitterness, any grudges, or any hurt that's crippling our walk with you. I pray that if we are not aware of it, that you will bring it to light. And if we are, you will give us the courage, the strength, and the power to face that challenge. I pray, God, that as we grow in you, and as we fall in love with you, that you will allow us to live a life that is free. We don't need contentions. We don't need division. We don't need a grudge or a bitterness. We just need to get a hold of you and who you are. So I pray that the Holy Ghost will just flood every person that it's listening. And he will convince them. It will persuade them yes, to do the right thing, God. Yes. We'll leave everything at your feet mm. because we just want your kingdom to be in place into our lives. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We choose you every single day, knowing and understanding that you're the best thing that's ever happened to us. So yes, thank Lord. you again today, God. And I thank you for the freedom 
that you're creating in the hearts of the young people and the hearts of the people that have been hurt. We glorify you, give you thanks. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Once again, thank you again for tuning in to the Bridge Podcast. Don't forget to share, to like, to continue to listen in to uh, the content that we have to put out week after week. We're so blessed that you have been on board with us for this live streaming or tuning in whenever you can through any of the podcasts uh, platforms available. Once again, my name is Lou Micah. We're going to try that again because <laughs> we didn't hear you. Yeah, we didn't hear you, bro. Sorry, I'm muted. <laughs> Let's try that again. Run it. My name is Lou Micah. My name is Mateo. My name is Adrian. And this is The Bridge Podcast. See you guys next time.